Whistleblower Report, exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation. This is Dr. Lee for America here with another team of our whistleblowers who are bringing you the truth about the lies, deceptions, and all of the assaults on our way of life, your freedom, and your life. For such a time as this, we are here to bring you truth, hope, and solutions. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org for medical help, legal help, and all of the other resources. Join us in our Faith Over Fear seminars each Tuesday night via Zoom at eight o'clock Eastern time every week. And now here is your host for today. Welcome, everybody. This is Mike Gary, your host for another whistleblower report. And this will be a faith segment. And uh, this is going to be shape up to be a great show this morning. As you know, I'm usually on as Major Mike Gary, uh, a Seaburn expert, can buy a rad nuclear, 25 years of service in the military. But today we're just going to be discussing uh, current events and as they relate to the biblical scriptures. And this is how I like to compare things. The Bible to me is a living, breathing document, and it applies to my life. Uh, every day of it applies to my life. And I think as I've probably stated before in previous shows, I really love uh, prophecy. And uh, I consider myself a student of prophecy. And uh, therefore, I look at that as God's promises. So this is where we're going to kind of steer the show today, uh, overlay current events with what's going on. And what are those current events? Well, pride goes before the fall. What does a civilization look like before it falls? That's the rhetorical question. Okay, before we get going, I want to thank the Truth for Health Foundation donors that have helped uh, the legal recipients with your funds. Uh, we are fundly, funded mostly by uh, small donations from many people. Uh, so we would like that to keep up. We know it's a difficult economy and to do that, but hopefully you have a direct line to the people that are affected most by these illegal mandates myself being one of them, and many others, as we've got some exciting programs coming up, especially on the military whistleblower reports, the, the military segments, uh, for some 
direct stories that are actually being action right away. So those are up and coming. Keep keep an eye out for those. And uh, so we thank you, donors. And we just pray that you can continue to keep those donations up as we are putting them to great use and you hear the outcomes directly on these whistleblower reports. So thank you for that. And again, as I've stated in the past, I'm not ever on here as a representative of the Department of Defense. I'm a free man representing my own ideas, my own thoughts, making my own observations and expressing those to you. I'm not expressing those of the Department of Defense. So as I stated before, pride goes before the fall. What does a civilization look like before it falls? That's the question we're going to start with today. And I would like to open with scripture first in this first segment. Uh, I'll read Proverbs 16 here. Not all of it, but most of it. And then we'll um, go into some current headlines for this first half. And then on the second half, what I'm going to do is give you some highlights from a local school board battle that my family participates in. Uh, I call it a battle because I truly believe it's a spiritual battle of good and evil. And we will, I will um, express what went on locally, but in the hopes that either you can use these examples that I share, or possibly you could even comment about some other things you've seen at other school, local school boards that you could pass on to, to myself. I'm totally open to, to critique and any new ideas for sure. But in an effort, I've been doing this for six months now, uh, challenging a school board that started to groom children. So I want to get these, uh, first of all, I want to get this warning out if you haven't heard it before, but also express and explain what has happened. And we have had some successes. So that will be the second half of the show. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read Proverbs 16. And as we see, uh, I think we've probably all been berated by the pride, the pride of this month. And as I record this, there's only two days left in the month of June, and it has been encompassed with rainbows, not the right rainbow, rainbows with six colors, not seven like God's rainbow, and uh, the pride, always about the pride. And we know if we're following scripture, we know that there's a heavy warning around pride, not to be too prideful. Mind gets, man gets prideful, right? And it blinds us in a way. It uh, misleads us. And there's multiple scriptures about it. And uh, so what I want to do is read Proverbs 16. Okay. And here we go. It's, it's called wisdom is better than gold. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answers of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made all for himself, yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. In mercy and truth, Atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When a man's ways 
please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not uh, transgress in judgment. Honest ways, uh, honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All weights in the bag are his work. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established by righteousness. Righteousness lips are the delight of the king, and they love him who speaks what is right. All messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will appease it. And the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his ways preserves his soul. And here's the key verse right here, verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who, um, he who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it. But the correction of fools is fully. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds a learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end, its end is the way of death. And I'm going to end it right there in verse 25. And uh, wow, that was a pretty powerful proverb. There is a whole lot of wisdom in that and um you know the key verse being like i said was pride goes before destruction and haughty spirit before a fall and it's almost prophetic in a way um that the lgbtq and groomer group <laughs> they they grab on to the uh, i guess they claim it as an ideal pride it's bizarre that they're almost like self-prophesizing, um, prophet, you know, prophesizing that their their end, their destruction, and uh, with with grabbing on to pride, it's just kind of bizarre uh, to me that they would do that. And uh, so, anyway, that's what I want to kind of talk about today: is overlay this with scripture and think about what we've observed this month. I mean, we have thrown so many uh, traditions out the window this month. And one of them uh, that I know that probably everybody is aware of, but during, during Flag Week, Flag Day, so the American Flag Day, right, that we celebrate was June 14th, which is also the birthday, I believe, of the Army. Um, so on that day is when we or that week rather excuse me we saw the pride flag 
displayed in the rightful place of the American flag. And I, I got to believe like almost every American saw this, right? That the pride flag was center and the highest flag breaking, um, you know, uh, statute for the for the U.S. flag, right? U.S. flag code subsection seven, it broke. And yeah, so there's actual subsections on how to display the American flag, right? And that's why there's a light on it at night. But when it hangs at night, you're supposed to display a, a light on it. If you're not going to take it down, retire it for the evening, right? So there's all these uh, statutes around displaying the American flag properly, especially if you're you know, a government entity representing all that America's supposed to be, right? So I know that uh, hanging off the White House, the pride flag, knocking off our national standard, our national flag had finally grabbed the attention of most of the nation. And uh, certainly with the arrogance around pride, it moved all the national standards to the side. Now, to take this a little deeper in my specific thoughts on it, I believe what was displayed in front of us, and again, these are my own personal opinions, but I look at this ultimately from the 30,000-foot view, right, as a spiritual battle, you know, battles of uh, powers and principalities. And, uh, and when I look at it in some of the colors, specifically in this new pride flag which is ever changing ever evolving you know especially with the uh, the triangle at the back end of it with the you know light blue white light pink and you get the black and brown triangle looking part of it i tend to believe some of that is direct uh ties to moloch and baal worship and, and to me what was displayed in front and and I know mo the majority of Americans will not see this and believe this yet. <laughs> yet is the key phrase that uh, the White House or the nation was delivered to Satan by putting the LGBTQ standard uh, with the you know colors that represent anything from virgins, you know, possibly sacrificing virgins, right? Are or uh, minor attractive people maps as they call them, which is the light blue, light pink. You know, there's the meaning, and then there's always the hidden meaning to things. And so, I believe the hidden meaning was that was a dedication of the the uh, White House. You know, the nation to Satan, and I believe that's what we watch displayed right in front of us. You know, so anyway, that's the ultimate pride, the father of the father of pride is satan right and if he was to have children or offspring what would they look like well i would beg to offer a lot of things we just witnessed this month you know it's been slowly building uh over the course of this uh this new administration right uh, of uh hate speech that you can't say certain things you actually lose your job you you uh you know could be punished criminally for using hate speech, uh, you know, um, there's just so many things that uh, have been building where nobody dares to actually exercise their First Amendment right. 
to some degree. And, and I find myself in this category, even though I've made a bold stance on the First Amendment when it comes to religious belief uh, in the military, I still find myself whispering quite often to, to people as not to offend because the prideful people are just looking to be offended, looking to uh, cat, you know, uh, cast down good people with some fake, uh, you know, uh, uh, offense like, like hate speech, which is a scary proposition. And I know in certain places, it's these are probably passing in state, uh, state houses across the nation, hate speech and stuff like that. I think Michigan just passed something on that, which I haven't had a chance to read. But again, I catching the headline. Uh, that's that's very scary. If you can say a word and actually go to jail for it, or or whatever, you'd be fined heavily. What whatever the deal is, and and again, that's you look at the COVID three years, and that was some of the biggest losses that we we had. Okay, so I've got some headlines. I'm going to read these headlines really quick, and then one of the stories I'm going to go into. But this is a reminder of some big things that happened this month. Okay, one of the headlines is called uh, the New York Post. It says. Uh, drag marchers spark outrage with we're coming for your children chant at New York City Pride event. Okay, so they, they outwardly admit we're coming for your children. Okay, that's one headline. And then Breitbart, it says, watch, children watch nude cyclists at Boy Scout-led Seattle Pride Parade. Crazy. And then here's an article in... Well, it's in InfoWars as a video. Biden trans health official claims gender surgery on kids is literally suicide prevention care. Okay. So what I'm going to do is um, I just want to kind of make you aware of those headlines first. And I'm going to go back to this New York Post uh, article and I'm going to read it. Okay. And so it's the one that says drag marcher spark outrage with we're coming for your children chant at New York City Pride event. OK, and then it says LGBTQ activists uh, uh, says they chant, we're here, we're queer and we're coming for your children. And then it moves on to say the marchers, many wearing flamboyant dresses and clothing, walk through Tompkins Square Park in the East Village uh, Friday as part of the city's Pride Month celebration. So this this was just this past weekend. Okay, on the 24th, 25th, all right, uh, to give you the time frame. So this is very recent. And the video of the march shows people laughing, joining in with a cheeky chant, including one dancing topless uh, woman, apparently a woman. Others can be heard chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're not going shopping. The festive marchers continue, ended their march at the iconic Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village. The controversial chant uh, and sense conservatives who condemn the marchers as the video spread on social media. This movement grooms minors to have <laughs> mastectomies and castrations and fuels a multi-billion dollar medical child abuse industry. Uh, rep Mar uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted in response to the clip. She's absolutely right on that. Pass the uh, Protect Children's Innocent Act. Let's let kids be kids, the conservative firebrand added, uh, referencing a bill in Congress that would make it a felony to perform any gender-affirming minor care. Absolutely, that's awesome. Uh, 
Shifting over and next page, attorney Jenna Ellis, who briefly was a member of the former president Donald Trump's legal team, tweeted, remember that thing they said they totally aren't are not doing? This is what evil looks like, said conservative podcaster Graham Allen. Um, many online users pointed out the chant was more likely a joke in response to accusation of pedophilia among the drag community from the right. No, that's not that's not true at all. We know that, that, you know, the mouth puts forth the condition of the heart. There's a scripture in there that says that. And they have said this multiple times. The, uh, okay, next page on this article. The intention is, is to provoke, said one user who disagreed. Yes, that's correct. And then sadly, this will continue to determine the view of the gay community who fought so hard to be accepted. This is not accepted another rope. So there's some commenters um, quoting on that. But anyway, you know, I think we're in a stage where their true intentions are out in front of us, right? They're not hiding it anymore. And here's another, this InfoWars article where I said, uh, video, it says, Biden trans health official claims gender surgery on kids is literally suicide prevention care. This is this Admiral Rachel Levine character that we see, the Biden administration's transgender assistance uh, secretary for health has declared that gender affirming uh, care, uh, blocking puberty, removing uh, genitals or adding fake genitals is necessary to keep people, including children, mentally healthy in top and stop them from killing themselves, right? Okay, so that's kind of like this. Uh, I did a show not too long ago on weaponized compassion. This is kind of turning the ideal of compassion on its head and saying, well, we have to mutilate the child to save the child, right? It's a crazy, uh, crazy prospect that is being pitched forth, but people, but parents are falling for it. Like uh, um, maybe in the second half, I'll get to this article, but just briefly mention there's this Milo uh, a woman, her name was Milo, a young lady, right? She was in her teens. They convinced the mother to transition her and MTV did a whole documentary on it. And the, you know, the child felt great that she turned into a guy at first. And then now, now we're what, seven years later after that documentary and the child is just emotionally destroyed, wants to go back to what God assigned her as a, um, as a sex, as a gender. Right. So, you know, this that turns what this Admiral Rachel Levine says right on its head. And I'm um, just looking here real quick. You know, the, a lot of the Biden cat cabinet is just crazy, outwardly crazy that what the things they're saying, but how they look. Uh, this uh, uh, here's a here's a part in the article on this Rachel Levine. It says, a few months ago, Levine emphasized that sex chain operations on children, which also involve sterilization, um, sterilization, the case of boys are supported at the highest levels of the Biden administration. Okay. Yeah, we know this, right? And hope that they become a normal everyday occurrence. This, that's uh, unbelievable. They're stating it right there, so wide and open about what they want to do. They want to destroy. I mean, if we do this to enough children in this generation in America, do we have a next generation? I mean, think about it. 
if we follow this Levine. And then it says, Levine also previously described such practices as empowering, vowing that the administration will continue to push the procedures to uh, to be available in states. And I believe my state just passed this. So I think we're going to be, I believe it. I haven't had a chance to, there was a whole, they brought our state house in on emergency extension, uh, like last minute announced to the public. And they passed a whole bunch of bills, you know, trying to do it underhandedly when their session was supposed to end last week. So I believe, I believe we have a, a you know, a gender affirming care bill that passed, uh, which, which is awful, you know, Stoffel will become one of these states, they, kids, uh, they bring children to, to have them, uh, you know, mutilated. Okay. In the Breitbart uh, article, it says children watch nude cyclists at Boy Scout led Seattle Pride Parade. Okay. I'm just going to read a little bit of this and react. So children younger than 10 watch fully nude bikers at Seattle Pride Parade, which was kicked off by the Boy Scouts of America. Though it's not clear what group the nude cyclists were representing, the purpose appeared to address body image with one sign that read, challenge body shame, build self-esteem. Both men and women were nude. And then there's just one other little piece I want to read here says the parade reportedly began with the Boy Scouts of America leading the proceedings as they carried both pride flags and American flags. Pro-abortion protesters challenging the recent Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe versus Wade were also enthusiastically, enthusiastically received. Okay. Um, there you go. I, I pulled my daughter out of Girl Scouts 10 years ago, roughly. Um, because I could see the way they were going. I mean, you look at all these, I don't know, these these great groups that we've had over the decades, some some possibly for centuries, but like the Boy Scouts. You've got the Boy Scouts leading uh, the parade. And what's the sim uh, symbolism there that's going on? What's the symbology that they're showing? They're sh they're having the boys lead the pride parade. Like they're going to either sacrifice them or or that's their sex slaves, you know, eventually. I mean, they're so wide open with their nudity in front of children. All these, uh, you know, transgender uh, book reading things on, on military bases, in libraries. It's just so out in the open performing, uh, you know, or rehashing what would be sex acts you know, acting out these sex acts in front of children. I mean, it's perverse. And, you know, this is something on the second half that I want to talk about in reference, uh, you know, scripture and Genesis on this. But it's just so overt now. There's nothing hidden about it. They they don't care. They They have all these protections now to say whatever they want, it seems. Uh, and coming right down from the executive branch, the White House, which, uh, you know, they've become the ultimate protected class of, of people. And, you know, if we look at this another way, it's a cultural uh, revolution, right? Culture, they're using this mi strong minority, strong minority, I guess, you know, in the way that it's so prideful. 
to to uh, beat down the majority of Americans, and it's just extremely sad. And and so anyway, I beg to offer before we go to the break that you have to stand up against this, and that is a godly principle to stand up against it, to meet it face to face, and not allow it to grow like a cancer. You know, because if we do, it's the destruction of a generation of children. And then the question is, does humanity move on from there? Okay, so these are questions that I posed to you before we go into the second half. And I just want to, you know, thank the donors out there very much for your gracious donations. But definitely go to our website, www.truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. Check out our resources. we got plenty of resource guides like the COVID Treatment Guide. In the COVID vaccine injury treatment guide, which I think is our number one downloaded product right now. <laughs> so what does that tell you? So go there, check that out. Uh, we've got other uh, helpful guides and resources. We've made some major upgrades on our website. And go out and check our ministry um, sections that we got. I run the medicine and ministry. We're trying to connect with like-minded Christians and to work to spread the gospel and good news as there is good news. And we, we uh, after the break on the second half of the show, we're going to be discussing some good news. Be back after the break. Welcome back to the second half of the show. This is the whistleblower report. And this is another faith segment hosted by yours truly. Mike Gary, you know me as Major Mike Gary, as a C-burn expert, chem bio-rad nuclear, and also a student of prophecy, and and one who follows and tries to play, you know, do what the scriptures say to fulfill God's obedience to God and to fulfill his will on this planet. So before the break, we were pointing out the fact through through the news and news articles and observations, everything that we've witnessed this month kind of culminating in this last weekend with, you know, naked adults uh, prancing around young children uh, in some of these big cities in our country. And, you know, I would offer that this is going very fast, you know, pr- pretty soon. It will lead to um, things like, you know, orgies in the streets, you know, with children. And, you know, uh, pedophilia will become, you know, it'd be a legal activity. Uh, There's already many people that are getting away with such activity while the common man gets busted pretty hard. But eventually those, I believe what we're going to see, and this is my opinion, that we'll see these, these laws go away. It'll be a legal activity. And it is probably coming fast. So in an effort to stop that, some of the good news that I would like to share um, is starting with the school board fight that you've heard me talk about before. But my my family attends these. And we attend them as a family to this local school that's the town next door. And we've attended with many other people. And I just wanted to read what my wife had uh, presented when we had open public comment and they open it up for three minutes. Everybody gets three minutes to speak at school board. 
and we show up with church members at this um, school board and we talk about, you know, um, the grooming of children. And that is inclusive of grooming the child into a new name, which we caught the school district doing. They started to groom a, a female student into a male student by changing the name and only using the name illegally, illegally uh, at the school and not notifying the parents of this and not including the parents. So this was something that was discovered. And this is something that, um, you know, we challenged them on. And uh, so anyway, here's my wife's, uh, what my wife presented. And she says, uh, good evening, members of the school board. My name is Jessica Gary. I'm a resident of uh, said town. I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am also a mother, and it is important to preserve and pass down the gospel to my children. As we are being persecuted for our faith, we are bearing fruits with our children. As it is written in Psalm 102, uh, verse 18, this will be written for the generation to come, that a people yet created may praise the Lord. And in John, or excuse me, 3 John 1, verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. This truth is God's truth, not yours. These verses are from the word of God, the same God that you just pledged your allegiance to. Let me remind you, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Pause. Not the pride flag, she pointed out to the board, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all i leave you with this verse from proverbs 16 18 pride goes before the destruction a haughty which is arrogant spirit before a fall okay and that's what my wife pre presented and naturally that's why i opened the whole thing up with uh proverbs 16 because my wife had it in her um in her speech to the board and uh, there's a lot of truth in there. And uh, one thing that was awesome. Okay, so here's a victory. And you need to claim these things. And you need to exploit these things. My 11-year-old daughter was there to observe this. And after we were done with the meeting, she went up to her mother and said, Mama, you had a mic drop. And, and she did. She totally had a mic drop in front of the board. There was no answers uh you know there's the the board was hit with so much truth that they couldn't avoid it and uh, my daughter noted it and do you think that story will be told again and again and again by my 11 year old daughter to her friends absolutely absolutely and that's how you win you know you win it through the children i i remember in iraq when i deployed to iraq how we would get intel was through the children we would ask them hey was there IEDs? Was there um, is there bad guys coming through the area? And quite often, the children would be good good intel sources. Not all the time. You had to use discernment. But anyway, my point is is that made a permanent impression on my two daughters, my eleven year old and my nine year old. Right, their mother um, stood up and defended the faith in front of you know many people. I would say there's probably about fifty people in the room, and. Uh, 
So anyway, that's making a difference. Where else have we made a difference? Where else is there good news in all this? Over the six months that we've been challenging this board and this school district, right? Um, it, it started back in November with uh, pronouns on a school play program. Every child had a pronoun, right? And that was the first step in the grooming activity, right? And in December, this past December, is when we discovered the child being groomed into a new name. And then from January onward, we showed up at every board. Okay, so what is what has the good out of this? Well, back in November, you know, they were they came out with pronouns, then they stepped into grooming in a child, right? And if we didn't step in, it was going to go fast in the school district. Well, we have turned the tide and by insiders inside the school district, they have let us know that, uh, you know, certain things that they had planned for, for example, uh, LGBTQ songs for the spring concert, like Katy Perry songs, were taking off the program. They got away, they took them off, did away with them, never sang them. Okay. So that's winning. That's making a difference. That is uh, going face to face or toe to toe with the enemy and and making sure he blinks first. And that's what happened. They took those songs off and didn't those songs didn't get introduced to the uh, you know the high schoolers as okay activities. Okay. So that's a victory right there. And then during this uh so Pride Month, which is also corresponds with the last month of school up up here in Maine, right? Well, instead of an explosion of LGBTQ paraphernalia, which is already all over the school, we actually saw a decrease in the amount of stickers, posters, flags in the school. Okay. And uh, possibly for the listeners out there, um, what I'm discovering is up here in the Northeast, up here in Maine, uh, there is more... uh, pride flags in most every other state uh we're on par with you know seattle washington and new york city possibly in certain places we have more uh so it's it's pretty bad here um and i'm finding out that it's not quite the same across the the nation okay it's almost like you you stick the flag up there to say you're 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 okay you're in the in crowd you're safe right well, anyway, this school was plastered with all these uh, all year long. But as the year went on, less and less of the pride stickers and flags uh, were noticeably hanging or displayed in places. OK, and that's because we over several board meetings had called them out for misuse of taxpayer funds. Right. Their religion. OK, and here's another thing I want. This is a religion. And we've challenged them on that. But we also, you got to call it what it is. It is the religion of pride, which is a satanic thing. And that's why it relates to my uh, the first half of this program where the White House displayed it. And I called it the satanic uh, religion of Baal and Molech worship, which is child sacrifice or child mutilation or however you want to, uh, however you want to reference that. But that's, that's my st- strong opinion on it that we see this in the biblical record time and time again on this uh topic so anyway there's less and less of it in this school okay 
So we have had a profound effect on the school. Okay. We are, we are winning because they've had to reverse course. Right. And it's still an unknown where this is going to end up. You know, who knows? Maybe this turns into a mass bailing out uh, from the public schools. Maybe. I mean, we have such a robust uh, homeschool uh, population now in this area that I live in that maybe it's the end of public schools. And maybe that's how we need to be thinking about it. Maybe we make our last stand and say, you're, you're going the wrong direction. You're about to step off the cliff. But ultimately, we take our children out of the public schools. And I did that with my children back at the end of the last Obama administration. So that's approximately 10 years ago. I pulled my, I only had one child that ever entered public school. And then the others, uh, the, my other three never went to public school. And uh, they're better for it. Better use of time. They don't waste their time. And, you know, they, they know how to work, physically work, and be good citizens. And uh, there's just so much good with it, you know. So now, <coughs> excuse me. What I want to, um, so there, I gave you some victories, but what I want to do is give the warnings out of the Bible, okay? And we're going to cover Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed here. And I don't want to read, I have the the whole chapter 19 here, but I just cover it to where I feel good to to make my point. And then I'm going to go into the book of Yasher, okay? All right, so Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed, all right? And this is what I offer to you where America is going if we do not reverse course, if we do not have victories, like I was just saying, locally here, okay, for us. Okay, chapter 19, the two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said. Please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. No, they answered. We will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house they called to lot where are the men who came to you tonight bring them out to us so that we can have and this is the new king new king james version which says have sex with them which uh in the old it's so that we may know them okay and which is obviously a sexual uh connotation there so lot went outside to meet them shut the door behind him and said no my friends do not do this wicked thing okay i'm gonna end it there i'm gonna skip ahead um look in here and i'm gonna go to verse uh 12 the two men said to lot do you have anyone else here sons-in-law sons or daughters or anyone else in the city who belongs to you Get them out of here because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-law, 
who were uh, pledged to marry his daughters, he said, hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-laws thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot saying, hurry, take your wife and your daughters who are here or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and his hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city for the Lord was merciful to them. Okay. And they would be, okay, I'm going to end it right there. They would be the only ones that would escape God's wrath there. And then of course, uh, the men who were after the angels were blinded by the angels. Uh, I didn't read that section, but just to recap it real quick. And then of course, when uh, Lot's family escapes, this is where Lot's wife turns around and looks at the city against, uh, you know, what God said not to do, right? So she turned and observed, she turned into a pillar of salt, right? And uh, so anyway, that's, you know, Christians, we off, also, a lot of times claim Sodom and Gomorrah. This is where these activities, you know, sexual sin are going to lead us to this right and we're like right on the verge of sodom and gomorrah in this country and it's happening fast i think i think the older generations you know i'm in my 40s but i think the older generations are seeing wow this happened fast we've got children that believe they're animals we've got children that believe they're the opposite sex we have adults that believe they're children right you know you've got every all kinds of it all kinds of identity identity crisis or confusion out there of all these things. And uh, and then certainly there's ones with agendas. And I believe the agendas are to mutilate children, sacrifice children, and to ultimately destroy the child. Because when there's a sexual sin performed on a young person, a child, it traumatizes them and traumatizes them for life and they may never escape it ultimately never finding the love of the lord jesus christ right and that's that's the that's what we're fighting for here is to keep um you know that identity of the child unmessed with uh untampered with you know it's it's just scary when uh, you can think that there's this past weekend there was naked adults in front of young children and to see, a, you know, for a child to see a naked man as traumatizing. And then for that man to do anything is, is, is even more traumatizing. Okay, so to add to, and again, this is not divinely inspired because this is not a scripture. However, the book of Yasher, which is J-A-S-H-E-R, it's an ancient book, okay, and it's referenced um, in three places in the Bible. So the Bible references this book, okay? Joshua 10, 13, uh, two, 2 Samuel um, 1, 18, and 2 Timothy 3, 18. Okay, there's your three references for the book of Yasher. And then what I'm going to do is, so I'm giving you a little additional information here about Sodom, Sodom's wickedness, okay? Now, what I'm doing here is I'm comparing and contrasting today's activities this month of june with what this lays out here in the book of yasher okay and this is um this is uh chapter 18 in the book of yasher 
and it's called titled Sodom's Wickedness. Okay. And I'm beginning with what would be verse 11. In those days, all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and of the whole five cities were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And they provoked the Lord with their abominations and they strengthened in aging abominably and scornfully before the Lord and their wickedness and their crimes were in those days great before the Lord. And they had in their land a very extensive valley, about half a day's walk. And in it, there were fountains of water and great deal of herbage and surrounding the water. And all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah went there four times in the year. Okay, four times in a year with their wives and children, all belongings to them. And they rejoiced uh, there with trumbo, timbrels and dances. Okay. And in the time of rejoicing, they would all rise and lay hold of their neighbor's wives and some the virgin daughters of their neighbors. And they enjoyed them. And each man saw his wife and daughter in the hands of his neighbor and did not say a word. And they did so from morning to night and the afterward, afterward returned home, each man to his house and each woman to her tent. So they always did four times in a year. Also, when a stranger came into their cities and brought goods, which uh, he had purchased with a view of to dispose of their the people of their cities would assemble men, women, children, young and old, and go to the man and take his goods by force, giving a little to each man until there was an end to all the goods of the owner, which he had brought into the land. Okay, so, uh, all right. W what does that say to you? That says to me, like, orgies, right? And the, the sexual perversion um, and taking children, right? And, you know, doing sexual things with them so that's additional information that's not divinely inspired of course but i do believe the bible references this book for a reason there's a little more information there four times a year so you're looking at you know the uh the solstices and the equinoxes right is my guess on that again i don't know but it says four times a year and um they would do that activity and, you know, when you start down this path of evil like this, anything goes and it happens fast. And I believe that's what we're seeing here in America. If we don't do a drastic thing, if we don't make a drastic turn, which is repentance. Right. And I think I think America has a lot of things to repent for nationally. And I think a lot of us have been a part of these prayer groups of trying to repent of these things. And and but we can't do it for all the country, right? Some people have to they, they have to repent themselves or their activities will eventually lead to their own destruction, right? And we know this with a lot of sexual sin. Um, there's things like you know uh diseases, right, that, that eventually get people. These activities lead to these perverse activities lead to things like diseases. You know, and this is why God says not to do the, these types of things. God always gives warnings, right? If we follow what he says, we will lead um, a healthy life, right? We'll have none of these diseases, which is a really good book, by the way. None of these diseases. That's a good thing to go check out sometime. Um, but 
I have a few more verses here that I would like to state, and it's about pride. That's where we opened up on this. And, you know, your Proverbs are a very good place to, to find this information on arrogance, pride, and what to do about it, what the God likes, what God likes, excuse me, and what he doesn't like, right? And he doesn't like pride and arrogance. And this is why as Christians or believers, we should, you know, turn from any of these thoughts and feelings as best we can, right? We're all sinners, but but we should work towards this end of what, what's the mind of God? What does God want us to do? Okay. And when we look at, uh, here's a few other verses. Okay. Proverbs 8, 13, and this is new King James version. Uh, there's a verse 13 says this, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth. I hate, he says, okay. Proverbs 13, 10. Uh, New King James Version says, by pride comes nothing but strife, <laughs> but with the well-advised is wisdom, right? And then Proverbs 29, 23, a man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor, okay? Hopefully you found today's show um, very helpful. Hopefully I've kind of pointed out some things. Maybe I've just reinforced things that you were thinking about, um, that you observed, that you saw. And I'm doing nothing but shedding a little light with a few verses and confirming things that you already know. All right. And that's why I did this program. Things have been building. And I hope you found um, some of my local successes uh, a positive thing for your life and that we do make a difference in this world when we do the, you know, stand up and perform God's will. Right. And I hope this has been positive for you in general. I want to thank the donors out there, sign up for, uh, to give us donations, you know, go to uh, truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. Join our crusade. We are silent no more. Sign up for our email alerts. Check out our resources that we provide from medical advice to ministry help. And again, we want to continue to develop our ministry side of us and spread the gospel that way and spread good news stories and spread uh, ways that we are making a difference in this country and taking our country back. And again, our ministry help is in the way of defending our constitutional rights. All right, this is Mike Gary signing off. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.